This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time for Emergence News on Plains FM 96.9, citizen-made radio. And welcome to Emergence News. My name is Nigel, and together with my colleagues Peter and John, we present this program from the Christchurch Plains FM recording studios here in Christchurch, Aotearoa. Here at Share International, we are volunteers, and just to fill you in, Share International is a non profit organisation making known the fact that Maitreya, the world teacher for the coming age, and his group, the Masters of Wisdom, are now among us. And during this present era, the preparation is now underway for this esoteric activity to become more obvious to humanity. Now, this process is gradual, and it has to be, so as not to infringe human free will. When we refer to human free will, the masters understand and respect this law and never coerce or pressure humanity individual freedom, particularly mental freedom, is never infringed. So I just want to bring you in here, John. The Mm -hmm. fact that humanity's free will must be respected, the fact that it is a law which is considered sacrosanct, what they're saying here, what Benjamin Krem is saying here, is it must be protected. Mm -hmm. Maitreya cannot fully emerge, so what needs to happen? He he won't arrive without invitation, will he? No, and I think that if we look at free will, if we accept free will, then we need to start owning our behaviour. One of the things that you see people, that that you hear people that don't believe in God say, if there was a God, he wouldn't allow all this bad stuff on the planet. Well, actually, the answer is there is a God and we've got free will and all the bad stuff on the planet has nothing to do with divinity and everything to do with human ego. It's self-inflicted. It's self-inflicted. So, And we are part of God. We are part of God. We've so got we to... we can't separate ourselves. Separation is the great the sin, evil. The great sin. Mm. So we have to take ownership for our behaviour. Mm. Climate change, nothing to do with God. Child slavery, nothing to do with God. Um, Except as we are part of God. In but, that sense. Yeah, but but we have free will, so we have to own that. Yes. The messes are ours to make and ours to fix. Mm. So Maitreya has said many times that when he emerges, he will show the way. He is the and, architect, isn't and he? And we will have to do mm. it. And there's a great quote from Maitreya on this. He says, do not let anyone take away your free will. It is your div- divine inheritance. Mm. Yeah. Which is the point Peter's making, that mm. we are sparks of divinity having a human experience. And as soon as we realise that, and that's Maitreya's teachings, that self-realisation, self-awareness and then self-realisation. And that's his main thing that he's... That's his teachings. Teaching, isn't it? We need to realise we're sparks of divinity and start behaving like it. Mm. Grow up. Grow up. Mm -hmm. Literally, grow up. Mm. Peter, how do these masters, the masters of wisdom, how do they guide us but not coerce or manipulate humanity? 
Well, uh, they inspire um, people. Um, and inspiration is absolutely amazing, the way it works sometimes. I was just reading a book my daughter sent me, actually, about this physician. He had no interest in music. Got a, a, a bolt of lightning through him, literally, and suddenly took on, had a huge interest in music. Taught himself the piano, taught himself these songs, that these tunes that came through to him. And he's actually a classical pianist now. <laughs> <laughs> as well as a, he's still doing uh, as a, a physician, you know, as a surgery and that yeah. sort of thing. But, you know, this is inspiration. This is how it happens. Yes, that's yeah. right. And Paul, the, Paul McCartney says this. He, yeah. he he was inspired, a number of the songs he wrote right. were inspired through his dream period. Yes. Yeah. And Mozart said, you know, the music comes from heaven. He, he mm. would wake up in Literally. the morning with it all really there. Yeah. And then he'd write it down. Mm. Mm. <laughs> this is incredible. If this God's is listening, I'd like to be a guitar god. Yeah. I'd like to be really yeah. smashing out you know, <laughs> on a Stratocaster. You, <laughs> rock and roll is... It's That's that, what I want. Give me rock and roll. It's <laughs> that sort of cleavage with you, isn't it? Rock and roll or spiritual advancement. What's yeah. that going to be, John? Mm. Oh, okay, I'm going to go with God. You went with God over yeah. Neil Finn last yeah, time. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay, Peter, what are you looking at today? Well, I was just going to bring some through some of the uh, places that Maitreya has appeared, some of the groups he's appeared to, and interestingly enough, the reaction of the people um, generally is favourable. Sometimes the people are sort of absolutely gobsmacked and don't know what to think, so it's quite hilarious. Really. Oh, I look forward to this. <laughs> and John, what are you looking at today? Um, I'm going to go back to a place called Declote, Mexico, and talk about how that healing spring was discovered. It's quite an interesting story. And then maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, looking forward to that because you touched on this on the last program. Yeah. And um, I, I know Peter's got some comments to make on this as well. Cool. All right. So on this program, you will enjoy news, articles and evidence and sometimes forecasts and good conversation and a message of hope for humanity. And it's at a time when many of our political and economic structures are under a process of breakdown as a period of reconstruction awaits. And that's what we're focused on this program today, which is part two of the emergence of Maitreya. What is ahead of us and what is involved in the timing of Maitreya's emergence? And we're going to look at this and more with John in just a moment. Hi, my name's Nigel and this is Emergence News and I'm handing over to my colleague here, John. And John, on the last program, you talked about healing and health. Yes, actually, specifically healing springs and healing waters and uh, a, um, I guess a bottle of pearls from Tecloti, Mexico. And that's my bottle of pearls there. Now, what's happened is... Back in 1991 on a chicken ranch in a place called Tlacote, Mexico, the farmer noticed his dog Lucas was cured of some wounds by drinking from a well. So the farmer tested the water on some of his ranch workers and other farm animals and realised that it had some healing properties. Something mirac miraculous yeah. was happening. And not a religious man, not, not at all kind of looking for that to happen. So he then, with government help, actually set up a modern storage and pumping system to get this um, healing water 
out to the general public. And there was people traveling from all over that, the United States and the, the North American continent, up to at one point about 10,000 people a day coming to get this water. The other thing that it's done is, of course, the water's increased productivity on the ranch. CBS did a report back in 1993, and the water was found to be 44 grams lighter than conventional water when measured in kilograms per litre. The testing is still going on. 1992, a place called Nordno in Germany. Uh, there was a, a local person investigating um, um, an abandoned mine. She entered a cave, amazed to see it was illuminated by a, by a bright light, saw crosses of light within the glow, and also found this spring of incredibly pure water. The water's been studied and researched. I love those Germans, the way they get into things. They've <laughs> analysed the water and found it to be 8% lighter than ordinary water. Once again, it's a, a pilgrimage site. Busloads of people arriving daily to try this water. And any number of examples of this water being healed, uh, uh, healing people, sorry. A village in India, Nadana village, a very similar story, healing uh, this constant stream of water appeared um, and people are getting these miraculous healings. There's a spring in Russia. There's a spring in China so far have been found. Um, and now the other interesting thing that's come out of this is um, people, and Benjamin Krem said this is the best way to use the spring water, and I'm going to call it Tecloti water because that's where mine comes from, is that a number of homeopathic pharmacies, uh, Ainsworth's Homeopathic Pharmacy in London, in Australia it's Gould's Homeopathic Pharmacy in Tasmania, in New Zealand, there's two homeopathic pharmacies that have picked up on Tecloti Water, Lincoln Mall Pharmacy and um, Similimum Homeopathic Pharmacy in Wellington. You can go online or ring them and order Tecloti Water over the phone. Uh, I use Tecloti Water 30C. You've got to be able to tell them if you want 6C or 30C. And you can get here in New Zealand Tecloti Water in your own home. Comes in a homeopathically tablet form. You take it the way you take normal homeopathics, take a tablet, hold it under your tongue for 30-odd seconds, wait till the tablet dissolves. What's your routine with... I take five a day. Right. Now, 15-odd years ago, I had quite a health issue. Um, Benjamin Cream was contacted. I was put on his master's healing list, and the master suggested five a day. Uh, I don't suggest that for everybody. Uh, but if you go onto the Share International website, there's some advice on how to use these these healing springs that have been homeopathically potentized. Benjamin Krem said that is the best way to use this water. And of course, it, uh, the water um, can be used in very small amounts to create homeopathic remedies. So it's been a big part of my life for the last 15 years. This is Emergence News. Thank you for that, John. Yeah. Great story, the Tecloti water. Well, it's something that's occurred because we have the water carrier, mm. Maitreya, the avatar for this age, emerging into our life. Mm. These are some of the gifts 
that are helping this transition. Some of the signs to look for. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You're listening to The Emergence of Maitreya Part 2. On the previous program, we looked at the media and the timing of the emergence. And in just a moment, I'm going to hand over to Peter, and he's going to to talk about some of the uh, appearances made by... Uh, Maitreya over the years. Uh, Benjamin Krem, author Benjamin Krem explains that as Maitreya emerges, he does not necessarily use his name Maitreya. So look for a man or a woman calling for justice and freedom for all. He appears in many guises and if your curiosity is genuine, look for a sign. You might be amazed. Over to you, Peter. Yes, thanks very much, uh, Nigel. Some of the Appearances. It's been it's been quite bizarre, actually. Mm. Uh, Father Christmas, I see, in one uh, big rally in London, I think, wasn't it? Uh, they took a photograph of him mm. appearing as Father Christmas. But anyway, um, of course, we have a photograph of him from Nairobi when he appeared before six thousand Christians at a prayer gathering. It was a healing uh, group as well, and there were many people healed all round. Uh, where he was. In fact, he only talked there for about 15 minutes, but in perfect Swahili, which is the local language. And uh, many recognised him as the Christ, and uh, he appeared out of the blue and disappeared very shortly after he finished speaking. Nobody knew where he went, but he just disappeared, as he does. And he certainly looked like a biblical figure. Um, you could imagine Jesus or, or the Christ looking like that. Um, and often he will appear as if he was appearing to a Muslim group. He would appear as an imam, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, he he would be dressed uh, as they would expect. Mm-hmm. And um, so he, he appeared in Mexico a couple of times actually, um, and. Before uh, five or six hundred uh, Christians, this is back in September '91, uh, and the initial response was profound and heartfelt. But soon the people became divided into two groups, more or less equal: those who believed him to be the Christ, and those who feared he might be the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't long after, I think, that the um, uh, from the Roman Catholic Church there was a, a book put out about the, expecting the Antichrist and that sort of thing so there's certainly a degree of uh, caution there with regard to uh, the Christian church. Well it, it would be fair to say that uh, any human being mm. that emits a lot of light is going to attract a response a reaction. Mm, that's right yeah. and it's not always positive Mm. No, it depends on your focus, doesn't it? It does. It depends on your focus. And as you said earlier, John, um, people fear change. Not everybody welcomes change, do they? Mm. Mm. I think also for the current um, major religions on this planet, uh, he comes with a message that's not quite in tune with theirs. Mm. And I think that there's a lot of power and influence and wealth Um, built up when we look at the four major religions on this planet and even some of the minor ones Um, and I think that will be difficult for some people to let go of and just on that John could you just clear up one thing for us if if we've got a first time listener listening the office of the Christ what does that mean the office of the Christ is a job it's a role it's not a person Um, Maitreya holds that office it's like the headmaster isn't it yeah Mm. it's the head teacher of the hierarchy. Yeah, 
for angels and men alike, actually, is the quote. Yeah, yes. But so he is the head of the spiritual hierarchy um, for this age uh, and has been for previous ages, but he is the, mo- the most evolved individual this planet's produced, uh, along with the Buddha. So he comes as a teacher primarily. And he says that when we first see him or experience him, he will feel familiar to us as an old friend. Yes. I don't think it's a coincidence that we are all here today. I think if you accept incarnation... um, As the evolution plan for this planet. Then the fact that we three find ourselves in this room talking about this topic is no coincidence. Mm. And I take a degree of happiness from that, to be quite honest. Well, it's, for, my, for my money, it's the greatest story in the world, the externalisation mm-hmm. of the hierarchy. And if I was a journalist or if we, the three of us were journalists, I'm sure we'd be writing mm. about it. But we're not. We're broadcasters. Mm. So we're, we're talking about it on the radio. Mm. Back to you, Peter. Right. Yeah, well, there's a second uh, appearance, actually, in Mexico City, uh, 800 Christians. The reception was particularly good. People listened spellbound. The division of opinion was 70% acceptance they had seen the Christ and 30% advising caution. He spoke for 25 minutes at that time. And the next one is in Moscow, Russia, before 600 Russian Orthodox Christians. He spoke for 37 minutes. I wonder if he had trouble with the language. Mm. Um, The people divided 500 in favour and 100 um, not quite so sure. Well, of course, t- just while you're um, talking about Russia, mm. of course, two of the authors who support a wealth of material regarding this story of Maitreya, yeah. you know, we've, we talk about Benjamin Krem a lot on this mm-hmm. program, but Helena Blavatsky and Helena Royrich yep. yeah. both come from Russia. Yes. And Blavatsky in particular, she was a real powerhouse. And this oh, is that's the, right. when did when did she found the Theosophical Society? It was in the late 1800s, yeah, yeah, wasn't it? Yes, 1880 or something around there, wasn't mm. it? And uh, yeah. she, her first book was Isis Unveiled and um, and then The Secret Doctrine. And she travelled, you know, she was an amazing woman. She did so much, tra- so did Rorich, actually. Mm. They did both did a lot of travel, mm. to America in particular. Yeah. But, um, and Tibet as well. Yeah, Plavatsky, and, and Blavatsky and, and spent India. a lot of time in India, didn't she? Mm, Krem has also predicted that, um, that the new world religion, if we're going to have one, will come out of Russia. Yes. So... Um, and I, and I want to use the word religion as in the pursuit of the science yes. of divinity. Yes. Um, That's really more a precise uh, description mm, of it, isn't it? Mm, yes. Yeah. It's, um, it's and I guess, one. as you said in the previous program, Peter, we're also moving into the time of seventh ray yes. ritual. So if we are going to start investigating the science of evolution, yeah. the science of enlightenment, yeah. it will originally in, appear to us as a religion. That's right. Um, and, and, of course, Russia is about the only country with a race seven soul. And ah, really? So, you know... Oh, that is very interesting. It, it just, you know, fits in perfectly. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. So, um, yes, we go to Germany next. Um, 950 Christians here appeared to... And 800 in favour of the belief they had seen the Christ. Um, so he's actually appeared in Wellington. Um, 
uh, I see somewhere along the way, but he um, made no mention of a um, spring being potentized at that time. But this is generally what's been happening, isn't it, John? Yeah, when he appears, often there's a spring. But, yes. but I, you know, I would say that he appeared before Weta Workshops and Peter Jackson, and yeah. that's how we got Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be my take on it. Yeah, well, honestly, Lord yeah, of the Rings. Yeah, Come yeah, on, it's yeah, divine. Yeah. You've got the you've got the producer nodding his head. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, my tray had touched down at Wellington, and there was wetter workshops. Uh, uh, well, I mean, he has literally appeared all around the world to these various groups. And, uh, of course, in a later um, episode, he was appearing in, on TV stations, wasn't he? Mm. And he wasn't appearing and saying he's my trailer at all. No. But he's appearing as somebody with common sense and, good and ideas. let's do this sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're in great need of that Well, he quality. can't infringe our free will either. No. Because well, if he right. stands up and says, I'm the Lord of Light, yeah. um, then people will follow his advice by um, being impressed. Yes. by who he is rather than actually the good advice. And he's not looking for new followers. No. no. He's, he's got us. He said, he's, yeah. he's, got, he's got three blokes here in Christchurch, New Zealand. <laughs> That's enough. He said he hasn't come to form a new religion. You know, if this is religion we're talking about, perhaps coming out of Russia, it's in the future. Um, you know, there's a lot of water got to go under the bridge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Before that happens, but good it, reference of, to water, water there under again, the Peter. Bridge. Oh, yeah. Peter, you're yeah. nailing yeah. the whole Aquarius thing. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go and have a beer, lads? <laughs> we've got to keep this guy on topic, <laughs> and we've got to have a, what, uh, ha, watch what happens to these bridges too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a moment. We'll and we'll wrap things up um, with the emergence of Maitreya, the media, and the timing of his emergence. Back in a moment. Okay, I'm going to wind up today's program. I was going to go back to some healing and health stuff, but do that yourself. Go to Share International. Benjamin Krem has asked, how can we keep happy May 1997? Here's what he comes back with. Serve. The happiest people I know are the people involved in the reappearance work. That's us lads. What makes them happy is the idea that Maitreya is in the world and that the ills of the world, the pain, the suffering, the lack of opportunity for millions of people will stop. I do not mean in a day or a week or even a year, but the process of transformation will take place. That makes them happy. That is what has kept them happy for years. That's us, lads. You are happy because you are cognizant aware and experiencing the major events of our time of any time. Never has there been a time like this. The people involved in the work can experience it in a very purposeful level, which gives them this inner happiness. Most people involved in this work have a kind of inner secret. They know what is happening and it keeps them alive, vivid, awake, alert and happy. Also, we have transmission meditation. And our message is one of hope for our listeners. Well, we need it at this time, don't we? And, and And the great thing about the story, John, is that it helps to know what the big picture is. Yeah. It helped because, you know, like you were involved in a webinar earlier this year, and I think the title of it was, What in the World is Going On? Yes. Or What in the World is Happening? Yes. And a lot of people must be asking that question at mm. the moment. Mm. 
You're either hiding and frightened or you're looking around going, what in the world is happening? We've got some answers for you. Come back next time. All this information can be found on the Share International website, www.share-international.org. And also don't forget the podcasts, which are available on the Plains FM website. We welcome your comments, questions and feedback. Please contact us at emergencenews at gmail.com. Thank you.